Come on into the waters Come let the broken sing Come all you sons and daughters His love changes everything Come on into the waters Come let the broken sing Come all you sons and daughters His love changes everything Good morning, Hillside. Why don't we come on in and uh, stand and worship the Lord together. There's 
hearts of the Lord. There our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet.
today God to your waters your living waters we come together we rejoice together we mourn together God we we are together before your throne God and we're so grateful for that we're so grateful for this journey that you've placed us on this journey together with our friends and family God this body we're, we're just so grateful so God, we ask that you would have your way in this place. Would you move the way you want to move? Would you speak the way you want to speak? God, would you heal the way you want to heal? God, would you break what you want to break? We give it to you. We lay our hearts at your feet, our lives, and ask that you would have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. All right. Good morning, church. Great to see you all back. It's good to have everyone. The last few weeks have been a little bit quieter around here because of the holidays, so it's good to have everyone back in the house. Great to have all the young adults back. Uh, great to see you all. Um, we are moving into a new year, obviously, so things are starting back up. We took kind of a break over the holidays for a lot of ministries, so I just want you to be aware. Our women's Bible study started back up yesterday. Our youth group resumes today. Men's Bible study starts back up next Saturday, and young adults starts back up next Sunday morning. So keep all those in mind. And now I've got some new things to talk about for the year. Um, one, Family Promise is tomorrow night. This is a ministry where we have homeless people that are kind of in transition and they're hosted at various churches around the community and we um, will help out with meals when we're they're hosting here in um, the golden area so tomorrow night we're going to be helping out with the meal jennifer wilson is jennifer here jennifer is back in the corner there do you still need help for tomorrow night okay so she still needs help putting together a meal for tomorrow night so if you're willing to help with a main course or a side or salad um, talk to her um, right after the service and let her know again that's tomorrow night 
We've got a new men's Bible study starting up on Thursday morning at 6.30 at the church. So we're going back to that early morning men's Bible study during the week. Um, so this is going to be a really good opportunity for you guys. So 6.30 this Thursday, uh, join Elliot, Timothy, and the gang um, for that. Uh, they're going to be doing a book called The Man Maker, which talks about being a godly man and then passing that heritage on to our children. So that's going to be a really good study. Um, we also have a membership class starting or next Sunday, uh, right after the service. Uh, we'll be doing a new members class. So if you're curious about the church, if you're new at the church, you want to know a little bit more about us, have a chance to dialogue with leadership, or if you've been here for a little bit and you're thinking, yeah, I'm ready to join, please come to that. This is the first step in the process for membership. But there's no obligation or commitment. If you just want to learn more about us, just come and then um, we can go from there. Um, also, I want to mention I'm going to be starting a new class on Monday, January 22nd, which is basically going to be about apologetics and a biblical worldview. So that will be Monday evenings at 7 o'clock um, starting on January 22nd. There is a sign up, a, a sign up genius uh, through the weekly email. I also am going to put that on the website. So if you're interested, I need to know how many people are coming to that because I'm going to be ordering books for that. So let me know by the 15th, which is a week from tomorrow. Um, either let me know personally or sign up on the, on the Sign Up Genius. Um, also, women's ministry. We've got a women's, a one-evening women's conference coming up. It's called the She Is Women's Conference and at Flatirons Church in Lafayette. Um, Amanda Yates is organizing a group to go there. You can buy your tickets online or talk to her about kind of getting a group together. So that's on January 26th. That's a Friday evening, correct? Um, so it's just one evening. So that's a, a good opportunity for you ladies. And then um, I also want to mention we have our church business meeting on the 28th, which is three weeks from today. So right after the service, we'll have lunch, we'll have a business meeting, and we'll talk about 2024, the budget, missions, ministry opportunities, all that kind of stuff. And then lastly, uh, this is a non-event, which is we are not having a potluck next week. Um, as you may or may not know, we do not do potlucks in December and January typically, but we'll start that back up in February. So there will be no January potluck. I guess that would have been today, wouldn't it? Today is the first Sunday of January. So no potluck today. <laughs> so I guess I was a week late in announcing that. I apologize for that. So um, I think that's it. So let me pray for us and then we'll dismiss kids. Father God, thank you so much just for uh, just the energy in the room and that your Holy Spirit is fueling that energy. Uh, we're grateful to be back together going into a new year and just pray for your blessings on our church, on our congregation, on our community. And just we just want to be open to whatever it is you want to do in us and through us and with us in this coming year. So, Lord, I just pray as we come together this morning, have communion together, that you would just draw us close to your heart. And I thank you for this time in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So we're going to go ahead and dismiss kids for Sunday school. Youth group is going to stay in here today for the communion service, but all the kids can head out to the lobby, and the rest of you can uh, stand up and say hi to one another.
If you heard me over the last uh, minute or so, raise your hand. Hey, so a good 10 of us were listening. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I love it. <clears throat> hey, this is awesome. I, I, I love, uh, you know, all the conversation. I, I feel what Kevin, Sean, Gus have to deal with every morning before they try to wrangle everybody together to preach. Love it. Um, okay, so special morning this morning. We uh, have Isaiah Wiederwall here. <laughs> that was very nice. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, to hear from Isaiah this morning. So Isaiah has spent um, the last few months uh, in Washington State uh, in a discipleship training school, and he is and then also went to Thailand, but he will share a little bit uh, of, of his time, um, but then also um, some of the things that God was doing in his heart uh, during that time, and then also being back. Uh, so I believe, I've been praying over this for the last little while, I think there's going to be some real good nuggets in here for each of us, so be listening. He's got some uh, great pictures as well and videos to share um, of his experience. I'm going to pray for us, and... Uh, Feeling good? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me pray for us. God, thanks so much for Isaiah. Thank you for uh, how you are working in his life. God, thank you for um, just his joy, uh, even as we had lunch and just, I've never heard him um, talk so alive uh, just to what you're doing in his heart. And so, God, that makes me excited. Um, for him, but that makes me excited for us too. Uh, as a body, uh, we get to celebrate when uh, different parts of us are celebrating, and we get to learn as well, and we get to um, just be that body together. So God, as we hear from Isaiah today, Lord, I pray that you'd be speaking to uh, each one of us uh, in your own unique way, how you do that thing inside of us, how you connect with us individually. Uh, God, as we're beginning this new year, uh, as we're kind of looking through um, what it's like, uh, resolutions and goals and things, um, God, specifically with our relationship with you, Lord, we pray that you'd be speaking. Help us to hear your voice. God, I pray that you'd be uh, blessed through Isaiah's words this morning. God, I pray you'd calm his nerves, that he would just have a whole lot of fun sharing uh, what you've been up to last uh, months of his life. Now we just give this time to you in Jesus' name. Okay, so as many of you guys know, uh, I was in Washington State for the last four months going to a discipleship training school. So I'll talk a little bit about that and then my plans uh, going forward. First, I want to talk about how I found out about the school. Um, the program I was going to is called Acts Essentials. That's the first part. There's a second part called Acts Ascent. But anyway, I had wanted to go to a discipleship training school before, um, but the door kept kind of closing is what it felt like. I applied to a YWAM base. Actually, last night I was trying to find out which, which base did I apply to, and I guess it was in Asheville. But I didn't get a response until it was too late um, for 2023. And then I tried going on a missions trip with the uh, young adults group from Faith Arvada Church. 
and that got canceled and then rescheduled to when my family was visiting in July and August. And uh, anyway, at that point, I thought it was just too late to apply uh, for other discipleship training schools. And I was just like, okay, well, I, you know, I've tried. I'm, I'm going to just go to Red Rocks. And I was, you know, eventually I did want to do school, so I was just taking a step in that direction. But that's when a coworker of mine at Chick-fil-A told me about this discipleship training school that her grandparents helped fund. And I did some research. I got to talk on the phone with her grandparents about the school. And they told me about the founders of the school, um, Jess and Val, and uh, that they had done missions work together in Romania. And after I got to hear more about the school and the heart behind it, I decided to apply. I, was, I knew I was kind of late, like I was on the later end of things. Um, but I prayed about it and decided that if I got accepted, uh, then I was going to go. <clears throat> and then I got accepted. Um, so soon, uh, once we got there, the first day we were, uh, we arrived on campus and, uh, we were told that we were going to be going on a camping trip, uh, to help us kind of break the ice and get to know each other. Um, there was not much information that we were told about that. Eventually, we, eventually we discovered that it was a backpacking camping trip. Um, and we weren't told how long that was going to be or how long it would take to even get there. We asked our leaders, but we only uh, got smiles, um, no answers. It ended up being a six-hour backpacking trip, and we were pretty exhausted um, by the time we got to the top. And it was, it was challenging, but it did help us all... Uh, all get to know each other, you know, we're, we're all traumatized together. Um, and this is, this is the top there. Um, there's no, like, easy roads to get somewhere close there. It was a long walk through this, like, valley. And uh, anyway, that was, uh, that was the first week to kind of get to know everyone. There's only uh, 16 students there, so they kind of keep it small, and it, it's special in that way. Um, and then we went back to uh, our school, um, which is in Tayatin slash Natchez, super small place in Washington State. Um, I, I looked it up, and I was, I, there's, I guess it's got a population of 1,000 people, which is bigger than I thought, but it's still, still pretty small. It's um, on the drier side of Washington State, so... There's not many, like, evergreen trees or, you know, it's, it's sunny. Um, but anyway, uh, and then here's a uh, little, some pictures from the school far left. That's, that's my bed. <laughs> I was on the top bunk. Um, we have the common areas in the middle. Um, that's normally where we would all be hanging out, like, on the weekends. And then we have the classroom on the, uh, I guess, yeah, far right for you guys. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll talk about what we would normally do there. Um, uh, we would, a normal day at the program, 
Um, normally we would wake up at 6.30 or 7. Um, we had an hour of solitude um, from 7.30 to 8.30. And we would have breakfast as a group, except for Thursdays when we would have a guy's breakfast and a girl's breakfast separate. Um, and then after that, we would sometimes have um, free time uh, on Monday, Mondays and Wednesdays. We had a worship time, and uh, that was fun. Near the end of the program, they uh, asked me to lead a few times, so that was uh, new. Um, and then we had class every day of the week, and we got a new teacher each week. Um, and there are two, two teachings that, um, uh, two weeks, uh, and two teachings that were my favorite. Um, one was the meta-narrative of the Bible. So looking at how scripture all ties together and how it all points to Jesus. And uh, that was really cool because you get to see how the Bible is a divine, divinely inspired book that something men couldn't just put together that there's um yeah um and then the other my other favorite teaching um was it was on gospel fluency um and that that sounds like just learning the words of the gospel but that's not what it was it was on learning how to share and speak the gospel into people's lives um and that was really special like the teacher was talking, and he was giving us all these made-up scenarios of, like, you know, sharing the gospel to someone who just went through a divorce or something, went through something difficult. And as he's sharing the gospel um, in that way, we're just all listening, and it was just so good, like, to hear the gospel over and over again and have that unpacked. Um. So anyway, and then uh, we'd have lunch. Um, I was as a, as a group, and then uh, normally after lunch, there's all these, we, we had dishes and cleanup, and then uh, after lunch, depending on the day, we would have uh, study hall time, there's maintenance to do, um, we would, uh, on Thursdays, we would go to uh, local ministries and help out, or we'd have free time. Um, Anyway, here's some of the local ministries we went to. Um, we went to a Native American reservation, and we just helped chop wood for hours. Um, and uh, that was that was really cool to see because you could tell that it was a sort of darker place, and there's not many ministries pouring out into those areas, and um, a lot of people who don't have wood or don't have internal heating in their houses um and anyway it was it was just cool to see that god was moving there um and then you know some of the ministries um included uh it was more simple uh making sandwiches um we got to help out at this uh young life uh booth that made sandwiches and um yeah i don't know that was that was fun I, um and then while we were there uh one of the parts of the school is we get to practice the 
disciplines. Um, and uh, I don't know. Whenever, whenever I think of uh, like the Christian disciplines, like prayer, reading the Bible, um, memorizing Scripture, uh, it just doesn't sound that appealing. Um, I think uh, there's at a heart level there's some part of me that you know just doesn't want to do them and has an excuse not to. But I did benefit from having to practice um, those, and I realized there's a lot in the Bible that I don't know, and it was really cool to see just how good the Bible is. Um, and then uh, I also got to see um, how much I'm missing out uh, on in my relationship with God by not pursuing him in, in certain ways, um, drawing to him in prayer and Bible reading. And um, one of the things we got to talk about at the school um, during our solitude time, rather than thinking of it as just Bible reading or just prayer, but really thinking of it as meeting with God. Um, they, they gave us the example of a date, and uh, if you're dating someone, you want to be on time, you want to be ready, you want to go into the situation um, prepared. And often we don't treat God that way. I, mean, <laughs> I think of the times I wake up and I'm like groggy, and I'm like, I go to the Word, but I'm not, I'm not giving... Uh, God my time and energy. I haven't given myself time to wake up or to uh, go to him with a clear mind. Um, but anyway, I, I, love, I love that idea. It's a time to meet with the Lord and come before him. But anyway, that, so we had solitude time, memorizing scripture. Um, that was also cool to see, just um, to have work verses on your mind that you could just kind of pull out and I don't know it was good um, we had a Bible reading plan and that was also really good I feel like I tend to I get discouraged with Bible reading plans often because I fall behind um, and often I feel like my Bible reading has been very like in one place kind of and I don't through much of the Bible, um, but it was really good to make progress through and uh, keep intaking the Bible and progressing through it. Um, so that was really good. Um, there's We got to read um, four books. Uh, we have A Gospel Primer for Christians, um, The Power of Prayer in a Believer's Life, Habits of Grace, and Just Do Something. My favorite of all those was the power of prayer in a believer's life. Um, it's really encouraging, really encouraging on prayer. Like, I recommend if you guys, I don't know, tend to feel discouraged in prayer, getting this book. Um, it's a collection of um, Charles Spurgeon's sermons that someone put together, and anyway, it's really good. Um, and then uh, we had book reports we had to write. I put dishes and cleaning up there um, because that felt like a discipline. Um, there are a number of times when uh, 
I, I don't know, a, a big part of the school too and living in community is uh, you kind of get to see the selfishness in your heart a little bit more. Um, there are definitely times where there's like a mess that I didn't make and you know, I had to clean it and it's like, okay, I'll do this. But um, I don't know, just kind of getting to see that where living on my own, I don't have a mess that someone else made that I'll probably have to clean up. And so it was good in that way too. And a lot of things that exposed kind of my heart. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, those are some of the disciplines. Uh, and about the, during, it was like the middle of the program, we ended up uh, going to the Oregon coast and it was kind of a break away from the teaching time. Um, and uh, there we got to write out um, our testimonies. You can uh, see, we can go to the next slide. Um, yeah, we worked on like writing out our testimonies and that was, really cool, and at the end, um, we all shared our testimonies, and we prayed for each other, and it was just very, very special, um, a nice break, and then we also just had fun. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that picture is me on the left, that one's pretty funny, I, I don't know, we're jumping off sand dunes. Um, Okay, um, and so that was about the middle of the program. It continued on, um, teaching was pretty good. Um, and then we had phase two of the trip, or of the school, which was our Thailand trip. Um, and our school, uh, the reason we're going to Thailand, or I don't know, the school had connections with um, this ministry um, the Free Burma Rangers, and they, uh, they're a ministry based in Thailand, and they uh, help provide medical support and defense for refugees coming from uh, Burma slash Myanmar, which is right next to Thailand. Um, and anyway, uh, we'll go to the next slide. This is a little, like our trip we went to a bunch of small villages, and I couldn't find the points for those. I tried getting something, but we flew into Chiang Mai, so up at the top there, and then we went um, south and got to the close, got closer to the border of Burma. Um, and anyway, uh, yeah, there's Chiang Mai. As you can see, there's a lot more buildings and stuff. Um, and then as we went on this road trip, it got more jungly and um, more, uh, I don't know, we ended up being in a more bamboo wooden um, huts. And you'll see that in the next slide here. Um, but a lot of the times we had just, we would be sleeping on these wood platforms and we had bug nets over us and little mats below. And uh, that, was, that was our time there. Um, but anyway, we, it was a 12-day road trip from Chiang Mai, and we went uh, all the way down to Leitong Ku. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so it kind of felt, it was, it was interesting arriving, and you yeah, have the city, and then as we drove, it got more 
more and more um, rural. Or, yeah, rural. Um, anyway, uh, a lot of what we were doing there, um, there's a lot of children there um, who have fled from Burma. And so a lot of what we had done was uh, we put on kids' programs. Um, we all broke up into groups, and we had a songs team, an arts and crafts team, a games team, um, Bible, like a stories team um, with Bible stories, and then we also got to share the gospel. Um, we went to schools, small villages, and small churches. Um, before we left, we did, we like planned, um, we all broke up into groups um, to uh, plan for what we were going to do there. Um, and we had, we did have like a, a drama that we put on, but we didn't do that for all the kids. Um, and then uh, also one of our leaders is a pastor, and so he had a message that was, he had ready to share. But anyway, uh, before we had left, one of the leaders was like, you know, I raised my hand for the song team, and he was like, okay, Isaiah, I want you to be in charge of all the songs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dear. Um, <clears throat> and uh, anyway, that was, that was good and challenging. Um, so I don't know. There's... I was stepping out of my comfort zone. If you go to the next slide, you can play the video, but I was, you know, in charge of leading a lot of it. And we don't have to play all of this, but you get to see a little bit of Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Good job, okay. The next part is going to go, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, yeah. praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, and then everybody, praise Part of the end where they're standing and sitting. Yeah. And only when it's your turn to sing, you're gonna stand up. Okay. We'll we'll give it a quick little practice. So over here. You guys can stand up. We'll start. So you, you guys can stand up. You guys can start standing. Okay. So. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, praise 
fun. I was really out of my comfort zone, but they talked about, you know, going all out. Um, and it, uh, it, it got um, bigger. <laughs> um, so if you go to the next video, I, I you know, this, this day, there's a lot of just like nonstop. We're just, okay, we're stopping at this village. Okay, we got to put on a show or we got to, you know, put on a kid's program, um, and anyway, but one of the days, it was at uh, school, is that working? Yeah, yeah, um, it should just play a clip from it. We do have, there is a slideshow on YouTube that's 18 minutes long that, um, okay. Um, it's all good. Um, I was uh, basically, there's about, I want to say, 300 kids, and we were doing that same thing with a big group. Um, and I'm like running back and forth between both sides of it. And, um, but anyway, uh, before, before we had gone on that trip, um, me and my mom had prayed together. Um, and I remember her praying for two things. One was divine opportunities to share the gospel. And then two was that God would use the time to grow and stretch me. And that's exactly what God did. Um, one thing that was really cool, um, on my plane ride over, uh, the plane was booked except... Um, there was an open seat between me and this lady, which was really weird. Like, everything else was really full. And uh, she started talking to me. Um, and she was like, what are, what are you guys doing? And uh, I was like, well, we're, we're going on a missions trip to Thailand. And she was like, oh, like, that's probably a pretty good experience to, like, be outside the U.S. And I was like, well... Yeah, I grew up in Morocco, haven't lived too much in the U.S., and she was like, what? And she actually lived in Morocco for six years, and for four of those years, she lived in Fez, the same city as me. Um, she was not a believer, um, and I got to share the gospel, but it really, it was, I could only explain it as divine, because, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, here's the gospel, like, in your face, like, um, it just came about through the conversation, and she was really interested, and listened, um, and she, like, she loved her time in Morocco, she, she changed her name to Kenza, a Moroccan name, because of how much she loved her time there, and so that was really cool, and then there's just a lot that I was, I was outside of my comfort zone, um, there are many things that required me to step out. Um, there were moments when I was exhausted, um, and I just had to kind of fall back on God. Um, there's a lot, yeah, there, there's definitely, there are a few moments where I was just like, Lord, I need you. I need you in this situation. Help me. Um, and then, yeah, learning as, you know, I was getting to trust him, um, when everything felt like it was going wrong, so. Um, and then, uh, so I'm planning on going to the second part of the program, Acts Ascent. It's another four months. 
I fly out Saturday. Um, and anyway, that part of the program uh, focuses on um, sort of our calling and um, figuring out uh, what it is God has for us to do um, and sort of pursue that um, in a biblical manner. Um, I wrote down their exact like little mission statement that might explain that better. Um, yeah, our goal is to lead students to the intersection of faith, culture, and calling. It begins with you and the questions burning in your heart and the humility to seek Christ-exalting biblical guided answers. And so during the second part of the program, there's a big project I know that we spend most of our time on um, researching, and it um, has to do about has to do with what's next in our calling. Um, anyway, so that's that's coming up. And then one one thing, there's so much that I learned that was good and impactful, and it's kind of overwhelming to sort out what I wanted to share. Um, but yeah, uh, I wanted to share. Like I think I often tend to view my relationship with God in a very individualistic manner. I think that's just kind of how it is in the U.S. Um, but one thing uh, I've gotten to learn while being at the school is that we're brought into something that's bigger than us. Um, and I don't know, the Bible verse that came to mind when thinking about that was uh, Ephesians 2, 18 through 22. And it's, for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple uh, in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Um, but there's something very special about the church and the body of Christ. And um, that, you know, Jesus came and he died on the cross to save us. But we've also been brought into a family. And uh, when I had gotten to the school, I was praying and I was like, Lord... Help me love the other students here. Help me love them well. Um, I feel like I, I heard God kind of say, look around. Like, these are your brothers and sisters. Like, and so anyway, I encourage you guys right now, look around. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's something Christ came and purchased. We are adopted into a family. And yeah, that's, that's what I have. <laughs> nice job. Love it. Thank you. Well, wait, I'm going to pray for you. Um, so, our, our mornings, I didn't mention this earlier, our first Sundays as we do communion, um, it's kind of uh, a time that we've set aside for just hearing stories, God stories. What's, what's God doing amongst us? And I love mornings like this. It feels like that living room 
uh, time where we could hear it, and you did a great job sharing. Thank you for that. I'm going to pray for Isaiah in this next season, and then um, pass it on to Philip. God, thank you so much for for Isaiah. God, thank you for how you're working in his life. God, thank you for the opportunities, uh, all the different things along the journey that you're doing inside of him. And uh, God, we just ask that you would continue to draw him closer over this next season uh, as he's away from us. God, I pray that he would feel really near, just like his last words of brothers and sisters. In this room, God, I pray that you'd help us to keep him in mind, to be praying for all the things that he's learning and doing. Uh, God, we pray that uh, you would just go before go before him, and uh, God, I pray that as he goes, it would be mutually encouraging for us as well to see him go and learn from the things that he's learning from. And God, we just ask that you'd bless him in Jesus' name. job, Isaiah. It's awesome. He was telling me maybe 10 minutes. That's what happens, you get up here and things start flowing, right? Well, I'm not going to preach this morning, so I don't have my normal slideshow and kind of elaborate display of just walking us through stuff, but I do want to make sure <clears throat> that we go into this new year with a little bit um, of a shared focus. Uh, this is not a New Year's, like, make your plans of how we're going to eat better, work out more, which are things I've all decided I need to do better with. So this is not a resolution type day. And these are not really things that are flowing from me and my vision. So part of what I want to do is just share with you some of what I believe the Lord has revealed to us, um, revealed to me around focusing our hearts and minds together as we move forward. And so I've put it in the outline, and there's some stuff on the back if you want to take notes. Uh, but the goal today is to just make sure that we hear from the Lord what it is that he wants of us. And there's going to be an individual side of this and then a corporate side of this. So us looking at what is it that God expects of me as a committed follower of Jesus, and then what does God expect of us as his church as we're moving forward. And so for me, there's a couple of anchor verses in the Bible. I feel like Gus up here stuff all over the place. I don't know how he does it. Um, so when you look through scripture, I think that there are anchor verses, and some of them in, in the titles of your book can be found really easily because it'll say the greatest or the great, you know, and so there is the great commission, which is an anchor verse for us. There is the greatest commandment, which I believe is an anchor verse for us. And so we're going to look at a couple of those and then a, a quick little analogy of what it should look like in our lives and then a little bit of a, a, an understanding of what does Christ say about who we are as the church. So to start with, um, I was having a rough day yesterday. You ever find yourself in the time of life where you just feel this overwhelming burden, like it might come crashing down on you at any time and just squish you? Like, it was real for me. My wife and I went out and bought a dresser for my daughter. And in the store, it looked beautiful. And like, this is going to be perfect in her room. And then I made a fatal mistake. I, I, I was asked, do you want to pay the $125, and they'll deliver it for you? And they'll actually take it up the stairs and place it. And I was like, we got it. 
Boy, I went and picked it up. This thing was 206 pounds, and it was large. I sent Andy a picture of it, and it stood in the back of my truck for like three hours, and then finally my son was like, let's do this, and I started getting up the stairs, and then it just, I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> and it's like sitting on my lap, and I've got no movement, and he's looking at me, and my wife's looking at me, and, and I think sometimes we get there in life, right? This was just me being me yesterday, doing things without really thinking it through. I guarantee I'm never going to pass that option up again. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what we're doing today, is we oftentimes find ourselves in that places in this Christian journey when it's just, oh, I can't, I don't know where to go or where to move, and it feels overwhelming. And it's because we've passed up some very clear things that God has very simply told us about how we ought to be doing things. And so... Matthew 22, 37. He was asked, what is the greatest commandment that's out there? And the, these Pharisees were trying to trip up Jesus. Like they were trying to fool him and trick him. And he responded, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And this has to be our starting point. This has to be the anchor in which we move through our lives. With all of our heart, meaning with everything that drives us, our passions, our desires, what moves us, what gets us excited, what gets us upset, that thing in our, inside us that, that just pushes us towards things, our soul, things that we hope for, our identity, the anchoring of purpose and meaning in our lives, this thing that's calling us homeward is our soul, like it's got to be all of who we are, and then our mind, it's got to be the things that we think about. So we got to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our passions, and all of our soul, all of our purpose, and all of our thoughts. And I think that is one of the things that Christ wants of us as we move into this new year. He wants you to be thinking that way and like asking yourself the questions, am I doing that or not? So for me, I've been on this Christian journey for a long time. You'd think I'd figure it out by now, right? But no, I, I still struggle. And I still have those seasons. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're brand new to this. Or maybe you've come to this church and you're still trying to figure out what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, for all of us in this room today, this is a practical question for you. Are you loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind? Or are you like me, picking and choosing? And I love him a little here and a little there, but I'll have to be honest, there's sometimes this world presses in and I love the things of this world more. For us to move in the way Christ wants us to, both individually and as a church, we've got to have this press into us. I gave the leadership team of this church two books this year to read, and I think they're kind of pivotal. Trish helped me pick these out. Um, the first one is by um, Costi Hinn. He is the nephew of Benny Hinn. So before you freak out, because um, Benny Hinn's a little... He's, he's, he's not in our stream of theology, I'll just say that. Um, so I was a little skeptical, but I got halfway through, and I was like, this is amazing and powerful and deep and understanding. And the reason why healing truly comes is because we understand that, I think the phrase that he puts here is not the Jesus you want, but the Jesus that you need. And so oftentimes I'm going through my life trying to make Jesus into who I want him to be, rather than allowing, as if I allow Jesus to do anything. Be him in my life. It was interesting this week, I was talking with Val, and we were talking about curriculum for the youth group. We're going to purchase some curriculum, it's pretty cool, but one of the ones that she ran across was 
figuring out how to fit Jesus into your lifestyle. And I was like, no, that's not what we do here. No, we're, we're, we're going to fit into Jesus's lifestyle here. We're going to figure out what that looks like. And that's what this book is. It's about healing. It's a healing book. And it's about making sure that Christ is who he says he is in your life. And for us, I think this is important because we're starting into Stephen Ministries this year. It's going to hit the ground running. We're going to be a church that's going to be a lot more focused on what does it look like to spiritually move into healing. We're also talking about starting a care team here where we're going to address more of the physical aspects of needs in our congregation. And that's what we ought to be about, right? We should be taking care of each other spiritually and physically. And I think this book really addresses a lot of it. It was encouraging to me. And then the second one was Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig um, Groeschel. Um, and in this, this is kind of up my alley right now because I'm doing a lot of work around just mental health and wellness and law enforcement and fire world. And just recognizing that, you know, psychology has not been around for very long. It is a fairly new discipline. But we do know that the scriptural understanding of wellness and the mind has been around since the creation of this world. And so what I liked about this book was it combined the neuroscience that we know to be true now, of how the brain actually functions, coupled with biblical truths that we read through scripture. Uh, there's something called, and Robin, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but it, it's called positive psychology. And we see that, like, working through life, when you try to get people to think smarter and stronger, rather than just anchoring themselves in the, the horror and difficulties of what we deal with, right? And so positive psychology is proven to move us out. So if you are just constantly focusing on the bad, well, where is your focus going to be? The bad. And so we know that through Scripture, if you read the New Testament, throughout the Gospels and Philippians, it calls us to be prayerful always and to rejoice and to move out of the difficulty and into the positive of what we know we are in Christ, our identity that is established in him. And, well, Jesus knew it. It's all through the Bible. Well, now science is starting to catch up with it. And that's what this book is. It's a pretty cool read. Um, but that neuroscience is only what it is because that's how God made us, right? And so I think that's important for us, too, as individuals, is to look around. Like, where are we focusing? Where are we putting our time and energy? Well, fortunately, Jesus gives that in the Great Commission. And in the Great Commission, he tells us to go and to make. So two actions right here. To go means you got to kind of move from where you're at, which is going to be applied to all of us who are Christians. You're there was a season when Mike and I started working here. You remember this, Mike, but we actually had an office here. And I, I thought we were just going to sit in our office and people were going to come to us. And we would just sit in there and like, where is everyone, right? And then we realized that we got to go. We got to go out. And so if you've noticed at this church, there are no offices here because we want to be about going and making. And so two very important areas. So you as an individual... Are you going? Obviously, Isaiah, you're getting on a plane Saturday. He's going somewhere, right? Where are you going? Because in this church, we believe every single one of us are ministers of the gospel. Some are going to fly to Thailand one week, and some are going to go to their neighbor's house the next week. And so understanding what that looks like for you as a committed follower of Jesus, that's who we've got to be in this congregation. Making disciples. 
Now, understanding the discipleship thing is really important. One who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another. So, to be making disciples, you first have to accept and assist speaking the gospel to the people that are around you. Talking about who Jesus Christ is for you. For me, that's, that's important. Um, I think for you, Isaiah, the reason you had that conversation on the plane is you said, I'm going here for Jesus, right? And that opens the door. There's no hiding from that anymore, right? I fly in planes, and I oftentimes can choose between what I want to tell people. I can even tell my pastor, or I run a nonprofit, or I work in law enforcement. I mean, the sky's the limit. And what I'm doing is I'm gauging what kind of conversation do I really want to have with this person. As soon as I say I'm a pastor, well, here we go. And, and they're going to either tell me how much they hate church, love church, bad childhood. It, there's no stopping it. It unleashes this gate, right? And so are you unleashing the gate? Are you proclaiming who you are? For me, one of the, the greatest analogies in this is that we would be light. That we would literally be light in the places that God moves us. Do you know that Colorado... Only 7% of the population attend church. I was like, that's, that's a crazy and staggering number. So there's 93% of our population in Colorado that do not attend church. So that's overwhelming. For me, I'm like, that could be disappointing, or it could be like, we've got a lot of opportunity. I'm going to go with the we got a lot of opportunity, right? Colorado is one of the most unchurched states in the United States of America. And because of that, we as a congregation have an opportunity to go forth, to be light in this world, and to shine in such a way that we can proclaim this gospel to people that otherwise aren't going to get. So if they're not coming to church, then it's going to have to happen some other way. It's going to have to happen in your business meetings. It's going to have to happen in your classrooms. It's going to have to happen when you're out on the street, when you're walking around, when you're going to meals. However that looks is going to be up to you to figure. But bottom line, 93% of our population. So we're not, we're not coming close to touching those numbers. Matthew 5, 14 calls us the light of the world. It says that we are not to hide ourselves. We are not to put something over us to, to protect and to not shine. For me, I was thinking about this this week and... I have this whole concept of just what is light and brightness. And when you think about it, darkness is not something in and of itself, right? Darkness is just simply the absence of light. So evil in the same way, is, it doesn't exist by itself. It's just the absence of God. And so when you look at being light in this world, there are opportunities to shine. And if you've ever been in a dark room, it doesn't take much to light it up so that you can start seeing. Like pitch black kind of a room, all you need is a lighter, one little light, and you can actually start to acclimate. And that light changes the dynamics, the feel, the direction of what's going to happen in that darkness. And so that's what each of you are, is you're that light. You're the one that needs to turn yourself on and shine in such a way. But I keep asking myself, am I ashamed? We're studying Romans. We're going to get back to that next week. 
And one of the things that Paul really addressed in there in the first, first chapter is, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power that saves and changes lives. Are we ashamed? I think you want to ask yourself that question. Be honest with yourself right now. Are you afraid of what people might say about you if you told them what was most important? So if I were uh, to be given tickets to a sporting event and I had an extra, I would have absolutely no time inviting any of you. Because, I mean, what? You don't like the Nuggets? No big deal. You don't like the Broncos? No big deal. They're going to beat the Raiders today. I'm just throwing that out there. Because the small things still matter, right? Um, but I have a ticket and an understanding to heaven. But am I inviting people? Am I asking people if they want to go to the greatest show on earth? To the place where lives will truly be changed? Are you inviting people to church? When was the last time you invited a neighbor to come and participate in what's going on here. Maybe it's not church. Maybe you invite them to one of the men's nights or one of the women's outings or take them to flat irons. Are we inviting people? Do we really believe that this is the most important thing in the world? And that is the gospel and salvation. Or do we just kind of play the game? Matthew 2. So the second part of the Matthew 2 is found in 39 where it says the second part of this, the second greatest part is to love your neighbor as yourself. And for me, I have to really wrestle with that because if I'm honest, I need someone, I I would want someone to love me in such a way that they wouldn't just not tell me the truth. I had someone tell me a story one time about, well, we're we're all dead and my friends are up there and we're standing before Christ and all of a sudden my friends realize this is real, like this is it. And they're going one way and I'm going another. And they look at me and they're like, why didn't you tell me? You mean you knew this all along? You, you knew who Jesus was and this wasn't important enough for you to tell me? Now when I read that love your neighbors yourself, that's how I take it. Because there's going to be a, a time where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's up to us to be sharing the truth of this gospel. This transformation, salvation, everything different kind of purpose and identity in our life. So, are we? And lastly, the role of the church. I just think sometimes we don't always know what it is that we're doing here. And, and that's okay. It's, it's great to be here. But there's also an anchor verse that establishes and makes it really clear who we are. It's found in Acts 2.42. And, and it's the church word that I think kind of gets mixed up a little bit because people will talk about, I'm part of Hillside as the church. And we start to establish the church as being these four walls in which we come to, which I get because we got to come somewhere. And when you understand the Greek word, it's ecclesia, and that actually means to gather. And so the church is a gathering not of walls, but of us. We are the people that make up the church. Christ is the cornerstone. He is the head. We are part of that, and we must come together and gather. We are that gathering point. And in Acts, it says that they would be devoting themselves to the teaching of the apostles and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. According to this verse, the purpose and activities of the church 
should be that, that we're being taught biblical doctrine. I want everyone in this room to be biblically literate. I want you digging into this in such a way that every word has voice into your life and the decisions that you make. I do not want us haphazardly moving through this world. We have to understand God's truth in such a way that it changes our decisions. It moves us from being about ourselves into being about him and his gospel. Providing a place of fellowship for believers. A place where we can come and truly worship God together. Where we can be edifying to each other. Where we can hug and love and share ministries and do things and collaborate and hear stories from people so that we can be inspired and challenged and encouraged because this world would like you to follow it or be alone. That's why we come here. That's why we want to have this and we want to continue to be about this. And then the lastly, praying. I think that's one of, you said it, hugely important. It's one of the weaker areas of my walk. I want it to be stronger here. I want us to be more committed to being about prayer on Sunday mornings, throughout the week, as we gather and the things that we do, sharing requests and making sure that we as a congregation are prayerfully considering what it is that the Lord wants from us. The third one here where it talks about observing the Lord's prayer. So breaking of bread in this is communion. So he wants us to make sure we're being taught, we're gathering, we're breaking bread, and we're praying. So we're going to now break bread together. And we're going to take communion. And we do this once a month because it is just so important for us as a congregation to be reminded of the life, death, and resurrection of our Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us. Um, our worship team is going to come back up. I'd love for you, once I finish praying please come and grab the elements. There's some in the front, some in the back. We've got gluten-free in the middle. The only requirement we have is that you are a Christian. You believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And if you don't, I'll, I'll be sitting up here. I'll explain to you what that means. I'll explain to you what repentance looks like, what it looks like to give your life to Jesus and to follow him. But let's pray for this. Father, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. I thank you that this is no joke. This is no laughing matter. This is not something we come to lightly, but we thank you for the opportunity, Jesus, to be able to be at this table, to be brought into your family, to be considered children of God. Thank you that you died on the cross for us and today we remember that. So Holy Spirit, I pray that as you move through us this morning, you would open the eyes of our hearts so that we would see exactly what it is that you want each of us to see here. Amen. When you guys go sit down, I'll come back up and we'll take the elements together in just a moment.
desperate to feel your sweet embrace. I cry out for mercy, show me the In a world that was for my soul each day I walk by faith and not by Centered well on the things of today. Oh, my heart grows so cold to your word and your ways. You long to be gracious. And I am a 
So it's because of this table that we're able to love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. It's because of this table that we're able to go and make disciples. It's because of this table we can shine. Without it, we are nothing. So Jesus, on that day, took bread and he gave it to his disciples. He broke it saying, this is my body broken for you. We take it in remembrance of Jesus. And then he took the cup, which is a symbol of his blood, a symbol of his atoning sacrifice for us, the forgiveness of our sins. But it's also a reminder, a reminder that he's coming back. So together we take this in remembrance of him. just wait on him together. Commit this to him. That stretching that you've been feeling this morning, that those challenges, those those Holy Spirit heartbeats. Can we just bring it to him? Wait on him. Commit our lives to him. Commit this body to him.
justice, your mercy, revival in our city. We
together. Wake us up from slumber, fill our lives with wonder, breathe upon this dying flame. Let our hearts be open to what you have spoken. Let us fall in love again. Wake us up from slumber, fill our lives with wonder, breathe upon this dying flame. That's our prayer. God, have your way in us. Light a fire, come alive. Let our lives burn with passion for your name, God. That's our prayer. Uh, can we just close with this? Isaiah, can you come help us? So, yeah, you might need to. So uh, we got the hallelujahs over here and the pray, praise ye the Lord. Are we, we're doing this? We're doing this. Okay. We're going to split a line about right here. <laughs> hallelujahs over here. Praise ye the Lord over here. You guys think you know how it how it goes for the most part if we just start yeah you guys want to sit and stand up no we don't have yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay let's do it if we're gonna do it we gotta do it okay we gotta do it then um this side is gonna start standing the hallelujahs okay you guys ready hallelujah 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 Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye 
Amen. Let's live that, live that out this week. Have a great week.